Hi, I'm Elaine. And I'm Dee. And this is Can You Dig It? A Haikyuu Recap Podcast. All right, so we are on episode six. An interesting team. They are interesting indeed, honestly. Even just like starting off this episode, we get to see how interesting they are. Interesting. Honestly, I think that's a good descriptor for Seijo. Um, they're like the first team we've met that isn't cross no um, yeah that's very true yeah it, it's it's an interesting difference between the two energies that the teams have going on um full disclosure this is the second time we're recording this episode i failed i lost it um but you know what we're, we're gonna we're gonna roll with it it'll be fine we're gonna we're gonna work with what we have <laughs> go for it again yeah um so right off the start we pick up right where the last episode left off. Hinata just threw up everywhere and um, they like get off the bus. Um, and I just, Shuya, he just always really just makes me so happy. His concern about like pressuring Hinata is really cute. I don't know. He's just so good. No, I love it. I think it's, I think it's like really, something about it is just like really like well done. And it's just so, like, cute and, like, endearing to watch. Yeah, honestly, like, the whole way through this episode, just seeing how, like, every different character sort of, like, handles what's going on with Hinata is really interesting to me and, like, very endearing for each of them individually. Exactly. Um, So they get off the bus, and then we have this altercation with Yahaba and Kendaichi. This is honestly... One of my favorite scenes, I think it's just so funny to watch, like, Karasuna be, like, all dramatic and stuff after they had just been, like, talking shit about them, basically, and then, like, how, like, dramatic everything about it is, like, it, like, zooms in and everything. It's, like, no need for to, to be so dramatic, but it is, but it's just so, like, I think it's just, like, really well done. I think it's, like, a really cool part, and it's one of my favorite scenes. I constantly think about it. Yeah, I really like this scene too, especially because I love that Tanaka and Tsukushima are so drastically different as people, but they both have that same instinct to just like, just always pick a fight with with opponents. And it's just so funny to watch because they do it in such different ways. Exactly. Um, which I really, I think the way that Tsukushima is always like swinging up at people is very interesting to me like he's very aware of people's like perceived placement in like the hierarchy of the world and he always like uses it to mock them like he did the same thing with Kagiyama and now like with Seijo he's saying all this stuff about how they're like you know so fancy or whatever whereas Tanaka is just like I'm gonna beat your ass Tanaka's just like like you're not allowed to say anything about us. We're like we we're too good for this. Like you cannot say anything. It's kind of just like Tsukushima likes to like get like rile other people up, kind of like prod at a sleeping bear versus Tanaka's like so quick to like defend. Yeah, it's also interesting because I feel like they have very different um like goals 
they're doing a similar thing, but their their desire effect is like totally different. Like Tanaka wants to like shut people down, and Tsukushima wants like to keep going. He's like, oh, keep going. Tsukushima wants to start a fight versus Tanaka's like, shut the hell up. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Um, oh my gosh, and then the way that Tsukushima just like mysteriously disappears when Daichi shows up, like. It's really funny that he's just like there one second, like right next to Tanaka, being just as provoking. And then he's just like, oh, time to go. He's so quick to start a fight, but he's not going to be like, he's not going to like take the consequences for it if something does happen. Like he's going to get in the fight, but in the second that he sees Daichi coming, he's like, I wasn't fighting. I've been here the whole time. They go inside and Hinata is still having his just like, absolute meltdown um and it's really i feel like they did a really good job of like showing him like the downward his like downward spiral of things because he seems like kind of just nervous at first and then by the time they're actually playing the game he's like a mess exactly um but yeah i feel so bad for him it's it's rough but there is a silver lining to come out of this whole thing because shortly after we get to see like all of Seijo and we kind of like don't have to worry about Hinata's like spiral into madness and we start like meeting new like different characters and everything like all the characters from Seijo that we don't really get to like actually meet until later on we start to get to like see and I I love Seijo I have a lot of opinions about Seijo I really do love them so as much as it's hard to see Hinata's like going through it it was kind of nice to be able to see Seijo it was kind of like like a like a pick me up I was like a little mad that like the first frames we get of the the Seijo third years are like so low quality like other than we got they look so bad they really do they're like Like, they really did look so dirty I know but it's like always it's just so funny to me how it's the third years minus our minus our boy and then Kunimi's just with them. It's so like bizarre, but also I think it's so cute how he's kind of just like Kunimi's such a little nugget. I love him. He's I, so funny. Uh, I have so much love for Kunimi, but I also have so much love for Kunimi's relationship with Seijo, especially with the third years. Um, oh my god. Okay. It's especially You know that I love. Especially Matsukawa. I, I love Matsukawa. I love uh, Seijo's dynamics. I think they just get along so well. Like, I've I've talked about it. Like, I've joked about it, people being like, Seijo just reminds me of, like, a frat. Yeah. In, like, in, like, the best way. Such frat vibes. I don't know what it is. And, like, if you've seen the stage play, like, their chant <laughs> just reminds me of a frat house. Honestly, yeah. That's a, that's a really accurate way to put it. And, yeah, just something about them, like, especially the third years, the way they interact with each other, it just, like... The vibes are so good. I, they're just so funny and so cool. Like they seem like people I'd actually enjoy being around. I would love to hang out with the Seijo third years for a day, just just to be with them. I feel like I'd have so much fun. Yeah, they're really great. But unfortunately, they don't really get any screen time in this episode. That's all we get, which sucks. But so I said, it's a small silver lining, but I'll take it. Um, but you know who does get a lot of screen time? Someone you have less positive feelings about. You know, Kendaichi. When I say I love Seijo, I have a lot of feelings about Kendaichi. And like, especially later in the episode, 
why I really get frustrated with him. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Just he's not my favorite. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. But no, it's okay. I mean, I feel like you, your thing, like the thing about Fado is that I feel like everyone has someone on Fado that they don't like. Yours is Kendashi, that's fine. Mine is Tiffany. I don't like him. They're a very polarizing team. I will say that. Kendashi's an interesting, like they have this whole interaction with him. Uh, Phoenix Rod meets him in the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. and through all of that it's like honestly I think what it's setting up at core is like it's not so much that like it's not so much that like he's any I don't know he feel it feels like he's kind of portrayed as like a a, a bad guy and stuff but like I don't feel that way about him to me it just feels like Kageyama has grown up a lot since they knew each other but Kinoichi hasn't that's my whole thinking about it and like it's the whole thing where it gets to that part where it's Kagoyama and Kendaichi talking, and Kendaichi is doing this whole like spiel about like I won't forgive you because you did this and this and this, and Kagoyama's just like, okay, just like completely like not even phased by it. He was like, yeah, I know, I was kind of an asshole. I get it. Okay, and then like Kendaichi just keeps going, and it's like I've held on to grudges before, but he just really has so much like resentment towards Kangayama, which in a sense, I guess I can see why I'd be frustrated. But the thing is Kunimi, who was also on the team with them, doesn't really care anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Like um, talking about it with, like Yahaba and then Kunimi was kind of just like not bringing up a lot and then Kendaichi just. Yeah, I think that that is like just, I don't know. I think it's pretty common though for like teenagers. Like it seems very natural that like they're growing and changing like at different rates. So they're not gonna, I don't know, they're not gonna like reconcile at the same time. I feel like Kageyama has already reconciled with a lot of his actions and like they're still troubling him, but he's like grown from it. Whereas Kinbeki is like still kind of, I don't know, in the process of like growing up, I guess. Exactly. And I feel like by the end of like the second Pedro match, he's kind of there, like. Yeah, he does mellow out a lot. It's just these first few episodes with him and like majority of season one that he's just very much not a fan of Kageyama and he makes it clear. Yeah, which also makes me think like, I don't know, I'm sure that they had other like beef going on. They just didn't like each other. So then the the match starts and Hinata is just like losing his shit. And then we get probably one of my absolute favorite Kageyama moment of all time. Yeah. Right after Hinata hits that spell right into his chest. I just think this was like the best, best, best Kageyama moment. I think it's so funny, honestly. It's so funny. It is so funny. And he's like, it just kills me that he's like so angry, but yet he's also giving like legitimate advice. And like being encouraging while also being like so mad it's just like very on brand and like he's not even like yelling like he usually does and you just see him at his face he just looks so like terrified because he's like oh my god he's literally gonna kill me Hinata's face in that moment is so funny and I love like animation style that they utilize for the scene and like when when the sweat like dries up on Hinata's face I'm like it's just so funny. Um, and then Tanaka has his piece, which is just so precious to me. 
Mackles, he's great. He has his own way of like helping out and being motivating. That's so like different from everyone else. Like not even across just every team in general, but it works. Like it works for them. Yeah, um, I really like this speech. Um, and this is like what Jesse says. It's like you know that Tanaka has like no ulterior motive. He's not even thinking like, oh, Hinata has to do well for us to do well. He's just like sitting fast. Like he's only saying what he's observing of the situation. And he's like not. He's not like telling Hinata you know, that they're telling on him, that they'll be fine or whatever, which is what other people have been doing. But he's just like, yeah, you suck. It's okay, because, like, we have your back. It's just such a good moment. I really love it. Tanaka's great. Tanaka's great. And he only gets better. Oh, his development. He, like, went from being, like, really great to, like, I don't even know, like, he's just surpassed it. He's, He's so great. Really, there's, like, no words. Yeah, he's really good. Um... So then, you know, Hinata, Hinata looks back up and Oikawa's theme starts playing. Every time I hear it, I just feel like a rush of endorphins. Like, it just makes me so happy. There was a moment where I was like, oh my god, is it time? Is he here? And then I got excited. I just hear his theme and I instantly think he's going to be there. But sometimes yeah. he's theme for just like other characters. Like, they do it a lot for Kageyama. But like, they'll just play his theme and I get so offended because it's like, <laughs> You can't it's just do it. Theme. Excuse me. And I always hear like the version that has the little yahoo edited into it, like in my head. I sometimes forget that it's not actually a part of it and I hear it. <laughs> and I get like so upset. Yahoo. Oh, this is the first time they do their little like team ritual with the fist. Oh, I love it. I'm so I'm so weak for a team ritual. It's so precious. I... And this is when they're like finally a team too. It's not just them practicing in a gym like this is it yeah it's really great it's a really special moment i wish as an adult you got to do stuff like that oh yeah i made a note that i think it's really interesting to watch iwazumi without like there. okay <laughs> the first time we had filmed this we talked about it and i didn't take a note of it now that i'm thinking about it again it is it's so weird it's bizarre He's so like calm and just like normal. He acts normal versus like a really calm. He acts crazy. It's I love it. I love that like that is what brings brings him out of his like normal way of being. I I just think it's so funny that he's like, and and it might be because he's like really leaning into like the he's like acting as the captain right now. You know, he's kind of like... Exactly. He's trying to take the good captain. He's just so quiet, and I couldn't figure out why until I was like, you know what, because it's not my <laughs> It's because my cow is not there. Because the two oh. of he is, he's loud. No, he's so loud. And I feel like that's why these first two episodes, these first, like, few episodes are the ways they are, because we don't have those, like, like, those people present that, like, complete the team and, like, are yeah. like, we don't have Noya and we don't have Okawa, so it's, like, they're just so, like... Right? What is this match? Like, with neither of them there, it's, like, what, what is, what are these teams? Like, this is not Karakuno and Seijo. This is, like, two random groups of people, like, without Noya and, and maybe I'm biased because those are two of my favorite characters. They are definitely biased, but it just feels, it doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. 
they're not like an incomplete team. They're just incomplete in dynamics. Oh, we get some great uh, Kayama Tsukushima relationship stuff, which I honestly find the relationship really compelling and like interesting to watch because no one else seems to like get Tsukushima wild up. And I just think it's so funny to watch. It is it's really funny. I feel like all the first years have just such a funny relationship, but something about Tsukushima and Kageyama just like egging each other on in a sense. It's so funny. Like, and that's like the same argument that like Kageyama and Hinata have like way later where they're like, I blocked it. No, I blocked it. And like the fact that he and Tsukushima are having this like bickering about it right now is just like, I don't know. It's so charming to me. I really love it. Oh, something that I actually have a note of that I couldn't think about why I wrote it until I thought about it is we had talked a lot about Takada and how he is as a coach, like last episode, especially why we love him so much. And you see the difference in not only him, but like Ukai as well, but like the coaching style compared to Seijo. Because there's a moment in this episode where I don't know, I don't know if it's like a, a really noticeable thing or if just like I just kind of like zoned into it and like was shocked. But they like call, like he calls Kunimi, the Seijo coach, he calls him a moron because like he messes up with something versus you have someone like Ukai and Takada and there's like not that level of like insulting them. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it proves the fact that you don't have to be mean. I don't know if it's supposed to be mean. I thought it was rude. You don't have to be like mean to have a successful unit and have a successful team. Like sure, Karasuna is not the best right now because they're kind of just starting off. But you have someone like Takada who gets so much respect from them just being who he is and he doesn't have to be mean. And then Ukai, he's like not mean to them either. He's kind of just like quote unquote tough love. And it proves that they were still able to go really far and be really successful without having this like, like being like insulted I just, I feel like it's like such a small detail that like really got to me in the sense of like the different coaching styles and how like that completely will change the dynamic of a team itself as well. Yeah, um, I think that's a really good point. I, yeah, that rubs me the wrong way. I didn't even notice that he did that. I it's agree. It's such, it's like such a small little thing and I don't know if it was just like the version that I watched it does it or if it's just like every version and people just don't really like pay mind to it I just something about it really gets to me and I think it's because in my time doing activities in high school and like sports is that I was in a sense treated in a similar way and it's like it doesn't oh, yeah. do something but make you feel bad when it's like you want that motivation so seeing that like like complete contrast between being insulted for your mistakes versus having the motivation to get better and it's like you are gonna like feel better as a team and like I feel like that's a lot of the reason why certain characters will act a certain way because of this the way people react to what they do yeah um I definitely agree with that and I I feel like you can kind of see it in in Seijo like I don't know their vibe is just a lot more the tension is like exactly very there and it's a very weird it just makes things like weird and makes people feel bad and it's like Seijo's such a fun team 
but it's so different when they're playing it's like such obvious like tension versus like when you just get to see them just like being themselves it's so much more like relaxed and laid back and I think that has a lot of the reason to do with that comment made is that that's just like a common thing yeah uh I'm glad Priscilla like does it though I think that's actually I don't know kind of a good thing to show like I don't know that's just very real like I've never met anyone who does what I what I do or like is an athlete or something who hasn't had someone just like and I mean we'll get to that later with Rikawa too like it's a big part of his character arc of like coaches just like being mean for no good reason it's it's such a common thing that people like turn a blind eye to and it's like as much as it sucked I agree with you it was kind of like it was a good thing to see yeah for sure and I agree with you that it's like not helpful at all but it's so standard practice that it just like like I feel like I don't even notice because like it's just so normal exactly so that's like at the end of the second set and Krasno's riding high you know they're they they won um and then him it's time I him his entrance it's just enough of an indicator about how just how he is as a character. He just has a presence. Like everyone knows him. Even if you don't watch Haikyuu, you know him. Dude, like if you don't watch Haikyuu. And I feel like that's just like such a good, it's like so funny to me how even if people don't watch, they know him. And that's everyone just. Everyone knows this volleyball boy. He's the everyone one. Everyone knows him. And how the one. no one from Krasno had met him, but they all knew him. They were like, oh, this is to watch out for. God, okay, like, just this, the way the girls are, like, screaming for him and, like, everything about it. Like, you knew that, like, Sudani knew that this was the one. Like, he, he knew. They knew. Like, writing this whole thing that, like, Kawatoru was, like, he was going to sell the merchandise. Like, you can see it. 100%. And they're right, because he's amazing. And I'm obsessed with him. And, like, you started watching the show after you saw him. Like I, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I saw him. And I was like, I was like, I don't know something about him. I kind of like him. And then I watched, and I actually got to meet him. And I was like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> I see why. And it's, like, so weird, because, like, all of the reasons that I are not anywhere near expressed in this opening at all. Like, they are not mentioned. Nothing about any of the way that he acts in this first moment is anything that I would say is a reason I like him. Exactly. But I still knew. I still knew. The moment I saw him, I was like, that's the one. He just has a presence behind him. He just makes me so emotional. Like, honestly, I can't wait to the end of season two because it's gonna kill me <laughs> he makes me cry <laughs> i can't i can't handle it with this boy everything about him i reread the real arc oh my I'm god kidding. i love i love the real arc we have a I'm, lot of feelings about what call it i don't even have a way to put it into words i'll try as we go through each you know individual moment of Oikawa-ness, I will try my best to eloquently describe my feelings and thoughts about him. 
but I cannot promise that it will be anything other than incoherent babble. Because he just makes me feel some kind of way. And you know what? It's completely valid. <laughs> there doesn't need to be an exact explanation for why we love him. We just do. I just love him so much. He's just like everything, everything that I aspire to be. <laughs> Got into the point so where. Anytime my friends see something with him, they'll like send it to me or they'll give it to me. Like whether it's like a sticker or like a video or a picture, they're like, here you go. I'm like, thank you. Yo, I got so offended. Okay, because I watched Haiku with my ex and they didn't like my color. And like, I just, that wasn't the reason why I ended the But I did think about it afterwards. My friend watches haiku and he like doesn't like okawa at all but he really likes ushijima and i'm just like oh, on thin ice you are on thin ice it is about to break like watch yourself please watch yourself oh my god i mean i can understand liking ushijima but like i just don't how can you not like him i understand he's if so he's bad. like your favorite but not liking him i'm like how okay that he's not your favorite but like i love him i honestly like i love him so much they had the audacity to say that our was straight and like i don't know where they got this energy from how can you think how like how baffling to me he's the least straight one he's the least straight one it has nothing to do with like shit or you know any kind of provable statement just look at him and it's just he's gay like he's gay i relate to him too much for him to be straight exactly honestly that's the biggest part it's like i cannot see so much of myself in a person and be like i don't even know like is there anything else that can be said in this episode like as to him <laughs> this is his episode. they should rename it what's it called an interesting team it should be renamed to the okawa a very perfect boy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the next episode is actually named after him. So. Oh my god, well, that's all I've got. Alright, well, yeah, I guess that's, that's all I got. That's everything for me? Yeah. Um, I'm Elaine. And I'm B. Bye! Bye!